Step away from the noise of social media and mainstream news. On Watch in Washington is your place to hear directly from leaders and difference makers in our nation about the issues that face us as believers, families, voters, and people of prayer. Join us for the next 15 to 25 minutes and be inspired, challenged, and encouraged. It's time to fuel up so we can pray and change our nation. And yes, we always pray together. Well, welcome everybody on this on IFA's first Friday webcast for January. We'll be praying for truth and justice for our nation as we talk with a man who's fully analyzed the Hunter Biden laptop. Well, Happy New Year, New Year to everybody. Hope you all had a great holiday, great Christmas, great time with your family. I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. I wanted everybody to know that. hope you're wearing your Christmas sweater today, too. Uh, it was a wonderful Christmas season for the IFA staff and family. We had uh, some great time off after a hectic, crazy year of 2023, where I, once again, I'm telling you what the Lord is doing. Uh, in his people is absolutely amazing to me. Record year, virtually uh, record after uh, record after I always tell people when I share I always tell people when I share forms of, of impressions all across our platforms. Nearly a billion impressions across all of our platforms. 80, 90 million forms of engagement. I always tell people, don't be impressed with IFA. Don't be impressed with, with us as an organization. Be impressed with the fact that God is stirring his people to pray for this nation. And that should give us hope that he is not done with this nation. So as we go to all pray today, let's pray. Well, again, so grateful you could join us on this first Friday of January as we come together fasting and praying for this nation. If you're new to IFA and you don't know anything about this first Friday fast thing. We've been doing this since the early 70s. We've been a part of, and then eventually in the mid-70s, leading the charge and calling the church to fast and pray for the nation. On the first Friday, on the first Friday, looks for you wonderful. Looks for you wonderful. Whatever it would be. Whatever it would be with our Lord to pray. Last year, if you last year, if you the Lord gave me a prophetic word that 2023 would be a year of truth and justice. So we've seen the the aspect of truth being um, more the more readily available in the contrast between the mainstream media and legacy media and all of them and in the messages, the agenda that they have um, versus the truth. And we saw all of that displayed in, in grand fashion in, in 23 and, 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 and before that, but 2023 specifically was truth and justice. And we began to see 
with the Congress and, and Jim Jordan's work and, and the investigations of the weaponization of government against private citizens and, and all of that. We saw justice begin to be um, uh, become a reality in our nation. We're going to be talking about that today because our prayers last year are specifically pointed to this moment in time. And I believe that this year in 2024 is is going to be truth and justice, but emphasis on the justice more so than in 2023 because of all the things that have been going on, the truth that was was shown last year through investigative committees and, and all sorts of things. I know just uh, earlier this week, yeah, earlier, it's been a long week. Uh, earlier this week, great victory for election integrity. Our great friend, Catherine Engelbrecht at, at True the Vote, uh, she was being sued by Stacey Abrams and Mark Elias uh, in the state of Georgia for uh, efforts that she was putting in place to protect the vote in, in, in Georgia. And uh, her, she had a court case last fall, and she found out just early this week that her, her court case prevailed, a victory for, for voter integrity. So I tell you what, as we go through 2024, we're going to be launching our Vote Your Values campaign very shortly here in about a month, uh, six weeks, two months. And we're going to arm you with all sorts of intelligence so you know how to pray and intercede for this nation, but also so how you know how to be involved in the election cycle like no other time that you've been a part of. I mean, God is calling his church to participate at a great level in this nation. And we believe that we'll see millions and millions of points of action as a result of Vote Your Values. So stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be launching that very soon. Uh, I don't know if you know, but I think the first caucus, I wish I had my uh, research assistant with me. Um, the first caucus, the Iowa caucus, I think it's very next week. It's, it's coming up. So this whole cycle, this whole election cycle is is right around the corner. I mean, like right around the corner. And I want you to know that as you become more involved in Intercessors for America, continue to be involved in Intercessors for America, we're going to give you multiple opportunities to be engaged in praying, interceding, and action for uh, our great nation through the election cycle. So <laughs> if you receive notices, if you receive texts about our topic today, uh, I'm, I'm expecting us to have a big audience today because of our topic. Uh, we're going to be talking in a moment to the man who's fully analyzed the Hunter Biden laptop. But I want to I want to say something before we get into all of that. Our our prayer time today is in no way a, a, an attempt to further conspiracies nor prayed before, parade before you sin, to glorify sin, nor is it purposely to, to denigrate any single individual. I want you to hear me very clearly. My desire is to give you facts that you know how to pray for our nation at this time. That is my heart. That is my intent, that you will know how to specifically pray for our nation at this time. I don't want this to be a, a salacious conversation about, uh, about sin that has uh, now become very clear to 
to so many and will become clear to you by the time we're done in, in the general sense. It's not about that. It's, it's about how you can effectively pray for our nation at this time. Very soon during this month, Congress will proceed with impeachment hearings of our president, President Biden. We're going to be focusing our conversation today on prayers on the facts we learned about President Biden's life through information found on his son, Hunter Biden's laptop. So I want to make sure that you understand my intent. And I want to be very clear that we are praying for truth and justice in our nation. We're continuing to do that. And we're not certainly not wanting to, um, to glorify sin. We're certainly not wanting to um, denigrate any individual at all. We're giving you the facts. And we're doing it in a rational way today so that you will know how to pray. So let me lay the groundwork for our conversation, all right? Uh, I've got a timeline here. If you're taking notes, you might want to jot down a, a few different dates. Actually, they're months. The first, the first date, the first month is, is April of 2019. During April of 2019, Hunter Biden drops off his laptop at a repair shop because he spilled some water on it or something. Um, the, 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 um, the repair shop is owned by a gentleman by the name of, it's interesting name, John Paul MacIsaac. It's MacIsaac's repair shop. So it's John Paul MacIsaac. When you hear MacIsaac, which I'll refer to him for the rest of our time, um, that is actually his last name. So April of 2019, Hunter drops off his laptop to be repaired. 90 days later, he hasn't come and, and picked it up. Um, Mac Isaac repeatedly contacted Hunter Biden asking him to pick up the laptop, but he received no response, and obviously he did not come and pick up the laptop. So after 90 days, in for, uh, after 90 days, um, computers and laptops and whatever that are still in the possession of a repair shop um, become um, the property of that repair shop. And, and Mac Isaac, as he went to repair the laptop, realized that there was sensitive information related to the security of our nation on this laptop. And so after 90 days, after repeatedly attempting to get this back into Hunter's hand, uh, Mac Isaac contacted the FBI because he was concerned about the information on this in relation to uh, national security. And Mac Isaac heard nothing, nothing, crickets, no response by the FBI for months. So this was in July, August of 2019. Finally, in December of 2019, the FBI comes in and picks up the laptop. December of 2019, nothing happens. January of 2020, February of 2020, that March, April, May, June, July. Finally, in August of 20, Mac Isaac is so concerned about our nation that he releases public copies of the hard drive. And as we all recall, during the election cycle, late in the election cycle in 2020, 
eventually, as this public copy was released in, into the general public, the contents of the hard drive were covered and verified by news sources such as the New York Post, Washington Post, CBS, etc. They all verified the information on this hard drive, and what they did was they, they covered it. And you definitely remember that the legacy media demonized anybody who believed in the legitimacy of the laptop. You were part of a conspiracy theory. You're part of the fringe far right if, if you um, believed in the laptop. And yet the information was authentic. So I want to introduce, that was a long introduction. Sorry about all those words. But I want to introduce to you the founder of an nonprofit organization called Marco Polo. It's a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit drive an American house aid. So let's house aid. So how are you today? How are you today? Um, there's nothing more sober of an analysis than a paper report, <laughs> you know? So I, I agree. We don't want to speculate, and I'm just appreciative that you're letting me talk about what's on this laptop. Well, I'm super excited. I mean, he ended up the, the document of that he's produced after he analyzed it. We're going to talk about that in, in a minute. But, Garrett, I want to uh, – this is not in our in – our, script or we didn't talk about this but what when did you first learn of the public copies uh, of the hard drive well it's a little bit embarrassing uh in that i learned about it when everybody else did in october of 2020 my okay. former boss peter navarro he knew about it before that but the first of i the first i heard about it was probably 9 a.m on october 14th 2020 when i got the daily copy of the wash uh, of the New York Post and the Washington Post, for that matter, because they covered it that day, too, about this device. And I was in the White House, and at that time, I wasn't thinking about uh, Hunter Biden. I was just thinking about Joe Biden and uh, all, all basically his record with uh, the Chinese. I did not uh, look through it, the device, until after the election. Um, in in detail i did see a copy uh october 30th 2020 but i didn't go through it in in detail until after the election what was, what was your first reaction garrett i don't think that we'll ever have this much primary source material on a then candidate and now sitting president uh in american history ever again because the time we're living in now, for uh, for example, let's say Hunter didn't pick up his laptop in 2005. The technology in 2005 wasn't such that iCloud would have synced everything. So on this laptop, we have uh, photos from his iPhone, not because we hacked into anything, but because iCloud, no. as you well know, and everybody on this webcast knows, yeah. when you take a picture on your iPhone, if you have it hooked up to your iCloud, it you can then see it on your laptop, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to describe is everything had to to fit, and that is why I think we'll never. We have over 200 gigabytes from the American First family, 
Um, and I don't think that'll ever happen again in American history. So I understood the enormity of it. I'm a nerd. And so I wanted time to go through every single email. And I have. I've gone through all 128,000. And just just real quick, anybody listening to this, because I, I so agree with what you said at the top, anybody listening to this and watching this, if you want to go verify anything I talk about today, Garrett's frozen on my screen. We'll get him back here in just a moment. But this gives me a, a, a second to make the point that we've been praying for the nation. I mean, I, I, Intercessors for America is now is over 50 years. But over the last five, six, eight years, whatever, we've been praying for truth and, and justice to come out, right? Well, little did we know that in 2019, <clears throat> the events for today were beginning to form. And beginning to shape, uh, shape this way out. So when whatever happened to that laptop, you know, well, let's back up. Uh, as Garrett said, the technology was such that that Hunter's entire life, the first family, second family at that point in time, um, yeah, second family at that point in time, was was all chronologically put onto the the internet in in onto this computer we didn't know that we didn't know that all of that was being in place in order for the truth to come out in this day and for justice to come out uh, in this day so i wanted to make sure that we make that point real uh, right up front that what we're talking about is answer to prayer that you all prayed years ago. I want you to have faith to pray today, not just for answers today, but answers for the, sh the short term, the long term. We've been praying. We've been, Gary, I, I just made the point that in 2019, 2018, obviously Intercessors for America was praying for this nation. Yeah. During that time, we were praying for truth and justice to be known. Little did we know that all of that would come not would would play out three four years later, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's providential. First of all, I apologize. They're installing fiber in my neighborhood this week, and it has been blotchy. So hopefully, you can see me clearly and hear me clearly. Yeah, um, good. You know, God sort of directs an orchestra, and in the moment, we cannot recognize which instrument is contributing to what you know beautiful output you know, musical output, but, um, you know, and he uses the most decrepit, hopeless situation. You know, I wouldn't have met the people involved in my nonprofit now had it not been for this laptop. So even though there's, you know, terrible things that have occurred, he uses the darkest mm -hmm. things to bring people together. And obviously there's the, the verse about, um, you know, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. I I, I mm. thoroughly believe that. Well, so let's get into our conversation specifically about the uh, computer. So, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attach all of our thoughts, comments, prayer time specifically to the proceedings that we will be watching, hearing yes. about over the next couple of weeks uh, during the impeachment inquiry hearings and and <laughs> whatever. The House Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer took the year of 2023 to investigate the business dealings of the Biden family. 
His findings not only were the basis for the House vote to formally launch an impeachment investigation of President Biden, but uh, but the findings were will be critical evidence in the hearings, the subpoenas, the investi investigations that will be coming that you'll be uh, fully aware of through the press. The vote to pursue an official, this is important, the vote to officially pursue a legal um, impeachment legally requires President Biden to not cooperate. I mean, whatever that looks like. But to summarize the House Oversight and Accountability Committee's finding, Congressman Comer summarizes it all when he states that the Biden family and their associates have received 20 million in payments from foreign entities. So I want to take Chair, uh, Congressman Comer, the chair of the House Oversight and Authority and Accountability Committee, I want to take his press release dated December 4th, a month ago, 2023, December 4th, 2023. And then I'm, I'm going to ask Garrett for comments to have him give us any color based on his findings in Hunter Biden's laptop. Now I'm holding before you the research, the analysis of the man you're seeing on the screen next to me. Number one, it takes an incredible mind to not only have the patience to look through all this, but it takes an incredible mind to connect the dots because all of the stuff on Hunter's laptop was not in a chronological order, was not in an order that, that made sense. But this man right here on the screen, he figured out in how to put it together. So the first thing I want to talk about and pray through is the improper use of influence. I'm going to, I'm going to quote Congressman Comer right here. Okay. President Biden did not tell the truth when he claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his family, family's influence peddling. Garrett, after analyzing Hunter's laptop, do you agree with Congressman Comer? I thoroughly agree with him. And the good thing is that we don't have to rely on his word. If not, but for this laptop, it would be a lot easier for them to spout and maintain that lie. I talk so forcefully in this answer because over a decade of the first family's communications via email and some WhatsApp messages prove that there was no absolute wall. In fact, most of Hunter Biden's foreign clients that signed agreements with Rosemont Seneca or another split, there's a splattering of LLCs that Hunter Biden and his uncle Jimmy created. Their chief value add, Dave, is to have access to the American government. Those foreign entities in the emails themselves, they never talk about uh, Hunter's intellectual prowess, his mental dexterity. When they're contacting the Biden family, they're always wanting something from the American government. Sometimes it's a stick. Sometimes it's a carrot. 
recall that before Joe Biden was the vice president, Hunter was a registered lobbyist at Old Acre, Biden, and Belair. We have a saying in our nonprofit that Hunter Biden and his uncle Jimmy never stopped being lobbyists when Joe became the VP. They just stopped registering. So mm -hmm. you cannot look at the occupations of Joe Biden's son and brother without knowing what Joe Biden does because on their own, there would be no reason for Hunter to have an advisory firm in D.C. when those types of financial advisory firms are almost exclusively in Manhattan. <laughs> Nobody's – few people have really talked about this. Miranda Devine has. She's a friend of mine. She's talked about how rare it is for a business advisory firm to be in D.C. Well, it makes all the sense in the world if you're providing counsel from people within the American government, namely his father. So give us a, a practical example that you found on Hunter's laptop of, of how there was not a wall between President Biden, Vice President Biden, and his son's business dealings. Very specifically, there was a Romanian real estate tycoon named Gabriel Popovicu, and this deal came up in the recent indictment in December late November, early December in California. Hunter was hired by Gabriel Popovicu along with Boy Schiller Flexner, specifically attorneys named Chris Boys and Michael Gottlieb. And their job was to lobby the sitting U.S. ambassador to Romania. His name is Hans Klim at the time. And Hans Klim then went to both Joe and the American FBI stationed in Romania to try to get them to ease up on Gabriel. So what this meant was that Gabriel hired Hunter and his business partner, Rob Walker, to make inroads with the American government, which Hunter did because of who his daddy was. And then the American government tried to lobby the Romanian government. So in that way, in that scenario, it wasn't a carrot. It was a stick. And that is a very concrete example. Everything I just articulated was laid out in an indictment by people that do not agree with me politically. Again, none of our group are registered Republicans. Um, we are anti-establishment. <laughs> so these are facts that Gabriel Popovicu hired Hunter. Hunter contacted the American government. This is a clear violation of the Foreign Agent Registration Act. Well, and most people are, I'm glad you brought up Romania because I read your book, the famous says fire the prosecutor or you don't get a billion in aid. I mean, yeah. it, it can't be any more clear than that, that there was absolutely no absolute wall between President Biden's Vice President Biden and um, his son's business dealing, and and in your research, you go into a what about when Joe Biden um, used phone calls, attended dinners, had coffee with his son's business associates, and and Hunter Biden utilized Air Force One at times to um, to increase his credibility. So yeah. the whole point, and I'm going to go to all pray, pray here, Garrett, because I got two other topics I want to talk about, but we're going to pray about this improper use uh, of influence. And um, what I, I want us to pray um, about and through is the promise of Proverbs 29 verse four, 
By justice, a king gives a country stability, but those who are greedy for bribes tear it down. So I want to pray right now that we would see the Lord move in grand fashion during the proceedings that we'll be seeing here in the next couple of weeks and a number of months, that God would bring stability to our nation and that the truth would be known. So let's go to all pray right now and pray Proverbs 29, verse 4. The just, uh, by justice, a king gives a country stability, but those who are greedy for bribes tear down. Let's pray through that scripture. Let's all pray. All participants. Well, let's go on to our second topic I want to pray about, Garrett. Um, Congressman Comer has whistleblower testimony stating that the Department of Justice made concerted efforts to prevent investigators from asking about Joe Biden. Are you aware of similar evidence that supports the fact that the DOJ and any other three-letter organization uh, was held at bay and told to slow walk any investigation? Are you aware of anything like that based on Hunter Biden's laptop? There wasn't anything on the laptop about an order to the agencies, but what makes those agents' testimonies so much more credible is that the exhibits that they released in their investigative process and in their whistleblower process are corroborated, and sometimes they're the exact same documents. So, in you know, I always use the analogy of if you ever watched the Planet Earth show. Uh, sometimes they have episodes on the Yellowstone National Park, and some if you've ever seen how oxen protect their young, the adults will get in a circle and put the little calf in this circle, and that's what I that's what I uh, think about when I think of the intel agency letter that you alluded to at the top of the hour, and everybody protecting uh, the, the Biden family. They're sort of the 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 oxen calf, and and the the outside perimeter protecting them from any consequences of their action is the media and these and these agencies. Um, the fact that the agents came forward is an answer to prayer. Gary Shapley and Joe Ziegler, there's no relation to me for the latter. I am eternally grateful for their courage, especially Gary Shapley. He came forward first. These men have ruined their own careers. Because the IRS will, they've already retaliated against them. So I'm very grateful for their courage. I don't think that Hunter gets indicted without them. Uh, and, you know, I say that only to support that we need we need justice with justice has to prevail in this case. A few times in American history, has the evidence of criminality been this widespread and distributed? So they were going to offer him in June that two misdemeanor plea deal. And then the agents came forward and everything fell apart oh, because wow. the agents had that. They, they had evidence of money laundering and tax evasion, which are clear felonies. Wow. That's an interesting point. Again, folks, as we pray and intercede for our nation and last year praying for truth and justice, the situation could have been wrapped up with those two misdemeanors, but the fact that whistleblowers came forth yes. uh, forced the hand. And, and they sacrificed. One of my value adds is I, br I always constantly bring up the fact that in America today, if you're not willing to sacrifice something, those agents sacrificed career advancement 
and prestige for the truth. Yeah. And you have to be grateful for that. I have sacrificed any future I have in corporate America. Nobody will touch me with a 10-foot pole just because of what report I've released here. But we all have to sacrifice something. Our founders sacrifice something. Sometimes our soldiers sometimes sacrifice it all. So mm-hmm. each of us in our own lives, we're never going to have a life that is devoid of sacrifice. JFK. But JFK's favorite stronger men. And I think that's stronger men. And I think that's tremendous. Uh, uh, we need to pray that. And we need to pray that whistleblowers would have. Whistleblowers would have more and more. And testimony of the things, and testimony of the things that facts lead to, facts lead to. Um, the FBI, I'm doing the count in my head, the FBI had the laptop for, what, 10 months and seemingly did nothing. I mean, to me, that's the most uh, telling point that there was a conspiracy behind the scenes going on to... Uh, keep this information under wraps and to um, not let the American public know. And, you know, um, the way the press handled this, who knows how the election could have turned out in, in 2020. But okay. so um, let's let's pray. Um, our time is quickly escaping us. I just look at the clock. My goodness. Uh, let's pray uh, for this. Let's pray for the and against the miscarriage of the legal system and all of the legal entities, all the law enforcement entities, the Department of Justice is the largest law enforcement agency in the world. The FBI, CIA, all of them are underneath the DOJ. And and so their testimony, their evidence will be critical. So I want to pray right now um, for um, for that. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 19. Do not pervert justice or show partiality. Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the innocent. So, Father, we come before you right now, and Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, if you've joined us late, we're talking with Gary Ziegler. Um, I'm so happy that you have a chance to meet this uh, very bright young man who has a very, uh, very important destiny for our nation in a great future. And we're going to be praying for you in a minute, Garrett. Uh, we'll get his website up on the lower third here, marcopolo501c3.org. About uh, your nonprofit how we can connect and just talk, talk about what you do on a regular basis. So thank you very much. One, my main task every day is to scour public records and um, other documents, county records, real estate transactions, uh, and expose corrupt acts within the government and the private sector. We're a very small group. In 2022, our budget was $195,000. It's me and about a dozen other guys, a couple full-time, a lot of them part-time. And this group, Marco Polo, was established to put together this report, report on the Biden laptop. 
which is free to read online at bidenreport.com. You can find it on that on that link. But we are um, uh, an opposition research group, not for a particular candidate or a particular person, but for the public as a whole. And I work specifically with private investigators and attorneys every day. We're taking the methods and tools of private investigative work to opposition research. And so, I think this is a new thing on the right. There's definitely opposition research, but usually they're hired by candidates. I have no interest in doing that. So, Gary, you came to a friend of mine, friend of ours now, uh, before the holidays asking for prayer. Yes. And... Um, and our mutual friend reached out to me and introduced us at that moment in time. And, and so I'm, I'm so pleased to introduce you to Intercessors for America and hundreds of thousands of men and women that are committed to praying for this nation. We're going to pray for you at the end, and they will continue to pray for you. And though we just met, uh, we're, uh, I have a sense that we're going to be uh, connecting. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So let's get I, into I our thank Mrs. Hansen for that. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Nancy's a wonderful, wonderful later lady. And I think she's probably listening and praying with us today. She usually does. So Nancy, appreciate it. Uh, let's get into our last topic. The topic is specifically bribery. And again, I'm going to quote Congressman Comer. He states that the Hunter Biden legal team and the White House uh, legal team claim that Hunter Biden's corporate ent entities never made payments directly to Joe Biden. Yet subpoenaed bank documents show that Owasco PC made direct payments to Joe Biden. Garrett, give us some color on that. Is is that? It, do you agree with Congressman Comer's um, comments based on your research? And an analysts of the Hunter Biden laptop? I do with an addendum. I would add more specificity. That's always my frustration with congressmen, particularly um, like any money laundering operation, the illegal acts can occur in many different ways. For example, sometimes the payment was on Joe's behalf, but not to Joe directly. For example, like in our report, we outline how uh, different bills for Joe were paid directly by Hunter's business. So it's not that they're paying Joe directly, but the comp the, but Hunter's company was paying the contractors directly. To be very concrete, one of them was about $4,000 for a retaining wall because Joe lives on a lake in Greenville, Delaware. So simple things like that where you have the payment that is for the benefit of Joe Biden being paid by his son's businesses, which were in part funded directly by foreign oligarchs. That is not speculation. It's not hyperbole. That's directly laid out in emails. In fact, we even know, I think his name is Chris Davis. We even know the name of the contractor. That's point number one. Point number two, for the entirety of Joe Biden, number one. Point number two, for the entirety of Joe Biden's vice presidency, his son's business, Owasco PC, paid for Joe Biden's cell phone, his iPhone. We even have the exact number. And the reason why we're able to speak so confidently about this is because we have the AT&T bills 
through email notifications, they came into Hunter and it's about $190 a month because it was a worldwide phone that with unlimited data that allowed Hunter to always get in touch with his father. So this was their back channeling tool. And we have, in fact, during Hunter's uh, divorce proceedings, he had to produce a list of monthly expenses. And so this phone line to Joe came up in an email in December of 2016 while Joe was still in office. Well, one of the things that was most shocking to me in what the evidence seems to indicate is that money goes to, as you said, one person, and then personal checks are written to uh, to um, President Biden, Vice President Biden, whatever the time period would have been, and specifically a number of $40,000 checks that I saw copies of from, I believe it's President Biden's brother, Jimmy. who received income from one of these shell companies of hunters, but the check was a personal check made out specifically to Joe Biden. Can you help clarify that? Yes, it involves a now defunct and bankrupt firm called AmeriCorps, which Jimmy Biden was consulting for. AmeriCorps' offices were actually raided by the FBI in 2020. So what you have is very simple. You have a corrupt, bankrupt rural health care firm called AmeriCorps paying Jimmy Biden, who's then paying Joe. And Joe provided, quote unquote, a loan. But what, they, but what the congressmen don't go into uh, all that well is that money that 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 was paid to Joe came from a bankrupt rural healthcare firm. The founder of which Dave was just sued by the SEC. The business partner for the president's brother was just sued by the SEC for securities fraud. So it's what the the bottom line up front is that it's dirty money. It's not legitimate. If I provide a service, if I provide a good, if I make pins. If, if Hunter Biden were an international businessman that made um, keyboards, we wouldn't be taught, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, investigate it because it's legitimate businesses. These are not legitimate good and service producing businesses. Hunter Biden didn't produce anything. They don't, he's not a writer. He doesn't produce a service. His sole purpose was to introduce people and, um, in for the entirety of his laptop, we've only seen two Excel documents. Think about that. This guy was in private equity, and we have two Excel documents. That means he doesn't do any work. He literally, literally, it's all he does is introduce people. Now, when I say this, that doesn't mean that uh, that conservatives aren't plagued with this corruption as well, right? Because um, we're not getting into uh, you know uh, what aboutism here, but I'm saying it is absolutely verifiable that he did not do any legitimate business. Well, we're going to put your website up on the lower third one more time. Um, Marco Polo 501c3.org as a, as a way to read this. I want to tell you though, I want to warn you that this is not R rated. This is, has blurred out X rated material. Exactly. It's for an adult readership. We put that in the front page. It's for an adult I, readership. I just won't, I, I know who I know you. I know our audience. I'm not saying you, Gary, our, our audience. And I want you just to be aware. I am cautioning you. If you get this, if you read it, uh, you will have plenty to pray about. And I, I just want you to be aware that that's that's my little warning. And um, but I want to encourage everybody to. 
to be a part of praying for this truth to be known in in grand scale in these months to come. We're going to pray one more time for bribery, and then we're going to pray for you, Garrick, Garrett. But um, Second Chronicles nineteen. Uh, verse 7. This is our final prayer point. Now let the fear of the Lord be on you. Hmm. Right? Don't we need the fear of the Lord to fall upon Congress? Don't we need the fear of the Lord to fall upon on President Biden and, and Hunter Biden? Judge carefully, for with the Lord our God there is no injustice or partiality or bribery. God is pure. God is innocent, and he will provide justice. We just need to pray about that. Well, the last thing we're going to pray for, Gary, is we're going to pray for you. Um, you talked about how your career paths are limited as a result of your work. Well, I can tell you, God has plans and destinies for you. Um, you have an incredible mind. You're incredibly articulate for, as you describe yourself, a nerd. Um, I want, I don't know if I would say that or not, but um, God has plans and destinies for you. And so we're going to unleash our, our intercessors to pray and intercede for you and know that, uh, Garrett, you're, uh, as we talked, I, I offered the IFA community to be your prayer network for you. And so we're going to stay in contact, and the things that you're involved in, uh, our folks will want to continue to pray for you. Thank you. So we're going to unmute the line, and we're going to have everybody pray for you right now. And, and folks, as, as we do that, if you're willing to pray for Garrett on a regular basis, I mean, a lot of you intercessors out there are list people. Write Garrett Ziegler down on your list to pray for. The Holy Spirit will remind some of you to pray for him on occasion. But as we go before the Lord to pray for this man, would you make a commitment to pray for this young man as he has an incredible opportunity to be a part of God's plans and destinies for this nation? So, Father, we come before you right now. Father, we, we, I'm going to give you the last word, buddy. I want to thank you all. We are being sued by Hunter Biden. I have no idea where this is going to end up but I know it'll be in a good place. I ask you all to also pray for my wife and baby boys. We have a third on the way now. And, um, I, you know, I'm mo most concerned for them. So I appreciate this opportunity. Um, take a look at our report and uh, keep, keep my family in your prayers. I appreciate it. Well, we sure will. So grateful for our time together with you today and, I look forward to connecting with you in the days and in weeks and months to come. And we will pray for uh, your family and all that you do. Everything that God puts in your hand, every opportunity he gives to you in 2024, we pray for blessing and favor. Thank you. Well, so great for you to join us today. So grateful for you to join us today on this first Friday fast in February, in February, in January, the first month of this year of 2024. I truly believe that as we've prayed and fasted for truth and justice in 2023, it was a setup for 
the truth and justice to be known here in 2024. We're going to continue to pray and intercede for this great land. I hope that today's webcast prayer time was an encouragement to you as uh, we heard from an incredible young man um, who has an incredible heart, incredible patience and intelligence that God is using. So until we're able to be together again, I pray that God would give you effective intercession. God bless you. Pray with you all soon. Thanks for joining us on Intercessors for America's On Watch in Washington. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And share the word. We bet you have a praying friend who would love to listen to. Visit ifapray.org to access our library of free content, including prayer guides, special intel reports, articles, news, and items for action. We're glad you're a part of the IFA community.